Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Now launching SECQB in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have lift off. All right, guys, welcome back to another week of SEC QB podcast presented by Believe Network and our partners, Bet Online. Um, got my man Alex Carter with me in the studio, our producer. What's up, Alex? Hey, hey. And then uh, our buddy Zach. Zach, you there? Zach? Zach? <laughs> Zach's Zach's not with us this week. We had a scheduling conflict. Um, The guy is uh, a busy man outside of the recording studio, which uh, we all are, but um, he couldn't be here. So me and Carter are holding it down this week. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. We we went a little long last week. We had a good time of uh, chatting last week. I felt like the energy was there last week. We got a little bit (laughs) off topic a few times, down some rabbit holes and very entertaining at least for us don't know if it entertained anybody else but we were we were entertained right I'm, I'm thoroughly entertained by myself <laughs> <laughs> we got to give a shout out betonline.ag head to the website or your use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit don't forget to use our promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, baseball, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for this 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Kind of looking back, you know, we're getting down to the the nitty gritty of the season here. You know, it all you know that's each week, each Tuesday night, these playoff rankings are coming out. They're starting to matter more and more. Um, Outside of the SEC, there's, you know, teams that are trying to creep in and, and hang around, like Ohio State at number four, big matchup against Michigan State this week. Um, you know, so a lot, lot to be had at this part of the season. Uh, like we, we've mentioned in the past, there's opportunity for teams to ruin other teams' seasons. So um, looking back on last week, just a quick recap, um, Alabama played at home against New Mexico State. Uh Nothing surprising really to talk about there. 59-3, Alabama gets a win against an easy opponent. Um, Florida Samford. Samford, who is an FCS school, uh, broke a record and put the put up the most points against Florida in the first half of a football game in the history oh. of Florida football, which Dang. I thought is wild. And so uh, the final of that game, Samford was winning. They went back and forth for a while. The final of that game was 70 to 52. That is like a basketball score. That is so many points. <laughs> so um, got to watch some of that game. And it was, you know, kind of the takeaway was the defense. Florida's defense was non-existent and Early on, they couldn't get their offense going. It was it wasn't until they were down, I think, two scores to Sanford, where it's like they you know woke up and smelled the roses and and kind of kicked it into gear on offense and started scoring, matching points at least with Sanford. But um, 
Samford put up 42 points in the first half. Like I said, most points ever scored on a Florida football team in a in the first half of a football game. Uh, congrats to Samford coming from a lesser division of, of college football, going down to Gainesville. And, and even though you don't get out with a victory there, that's a notable game. And you put up 52 points on an SEC team. Um, pretty cool stuff there. Uh, the Georgia-Tennessee game. Georgia went to Knoxville. This is the game that we talked about, you know, I, I – I, very greedily with our swirly bowl, which we'll have to get Zach to update us on that mm-hmm. next week where we stand. Cause I know I missed a couple this week, this past week. Um, and I took Tennessee to win here. We knew that that wasn't really going to, that was kind of, you know, wishful thinking, but Tennessee did what we thought they would do. They came out, Georgia, you kind of shell shocked Georgia's defense at first, um, moved the ball quickly, did the hurry up offense, spread it out, uh, with Hooker and used their athletes on the outside and just drove down a pretty methodical drive and scored first on Georgia, kind of hit them in the mouth. Um, Georgia came back and answered. Tennessee's defense, as we've known all year, is a little susceptible. Um, and they, as fast as they can put up points, they can give up points just as fast. So tough to do that. And and, and Georgia's just a tough team. you got to get up early on them, and, but you've got to find a way to stay up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was the third or fourth drive. Uh, Tennessee, you know, goes down, is driving again, and then Hooker makes a bad read and throws an interception. And once you, once you turn the ball over to Georgia, you know, it's kind of like watch out. So uh, you, you've got to minimize those mistakes. But Georgia ended up with the W there. Uh, Tennessee takeaway is they they kind of provided a blueprint for you know maybe Alabama and the SEC championship if if they as long as they beat. Arkansas this week um, of, of how you know how to kind of pick the skin of Georgia and it's like you got you got to spread the ball out and need to run a fast tempo offense and um, mm. you can't let that defense control the, control the game uh, but but Georgia doesn't have the most explosive offense ever they just control they control the game on their on defense and then they execute on offense with some really good playmakers and um, running backs so. It was a uh, a valiant effort by Tennessee. Georgia got it done, forty-one to seventeen. Um, South Carolina and Missouri didn't watch any of this one. Carter, did you? Man, I forgot they played. <laughs> <laughs> didn't put it on my calendar. <laughs> yeah, but Missouri, Missouri won in a close one. South Carolina, I'm going to tell you, man, they're playing with this third string quarterback who transferred up from D two. Um, had both their guys get banged up. You know, they had to. They had to put uh, Zach's boy uh, from Zeb Nolan. Yeah, they had to put (laughs) the Watkinsville hero um, in. You know, at the beginning of the season, that was that was a huge storyline. That was a a GA turned into an active player on the roster, became the starting quarterback, won a couple big games for him, and so that was a cool story. Unfortunately, he's hurt out, so they had to bring in this third string guy, and uh, you know he's not he's he's not playing bad for a. Um, for a third-string quarterback who's coming from a lesser division of college football. Uh, Missouri gets the win at home, 31-28. to 28. They've been playing banged up, too. That's not, not that great of a game as far as the outlook went, but the score proved it to be a better game. So if you were a fan of either of those teams, um, you had a good one, and a better one if you were a Missouri fan. Uh, going ahead to kind of the game of the week or the game of the week last week was Texas A&M at Ole Miss after A&M came off of a big win against Auburn uh, in Aggieland at, at College Station. Um, 
we expected to see them with some momentum come in and uh, fight Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, Matt Corral on that offense pretty hard and uh, lower scoring game than I imagined it to be here. Uh, Ole Miss won by 10, 29 to 19. Um, from what I saw, you know, it was one of those games where Ole Miss made the bigger plays. And so mm. uh, you kind of know that games like that, an 11 versus 15, you know, that there's going to be some – there's going to be two or three plays like me and Zach have talked about all year. There's going to be two or three plays that can dictate the out, dictate the outcome of, of a football game like that. Um, that was a, that was a big win in the West for Ole Miss. Um, it kind of shut down Texas A&M's hopes. Um, so that was a, you know, a battle till the end, really it, the score, it, it was, is not very indicative of how close it was either. I mean, there was Texas A&M turned the ball over late uh, in the game. They had another chance to go down and drive and get points and didn't. Um, and so Ole Miss got away a big win at home. Uh, you know, the Grove was rocking. I saw some pictures. I, I had some friends that were down at that game and it was packed and mm. people uh, out it, in the square. And Yeah. People yeah. out in the Grove before the game, this downtown afterwards, it was a party. And so, I mean, it's an upset. And so, even though it's a, it's a pretty close match, it's a big one, big win for uh, old Kiffy and mm-hmm. Ole Miss. Um, Kentucky came to Nashville. Did you, uh, did you have Kentucky or Vanderbilt in the pick them last week? You know, I probably had, uh, I probably had Vanderbilt. That was, I couldn't you remember know. if you, yeah, I couldn't remember if you, <laughs> if you had jumped ship yet or not, or if, uh, no, Van, Vanderbilt's still- got to, you know, we're just picking, we're getting ready to, to really start <laughs> yeah. this, this warm season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like going, going to play golf. You play golf and you, you play 18 holes in a round. And it's like you play like, Helen Keller for 16 holes, and then you finally have a good hole in 17. You're like, okay, wish there I was starting now. Yeah, now yeah. we're good. It's like, <laughs> hey, and like I said, you know, Vandy's still winning if it is golf. So, right. I mean, absolutely. We just got to switch. Uh, we just got to switch the switch the pace up a bit, and uh, yeah, look get forward back on to track. Yeah, yeah. And, and Vandy's got basketball season started. That Vandy's, you know, always a good basketball program, and baseball's right around the corner. It's about to get back to winning time in Vanderbilt. <laughs> They're going to, uh, so what I heard is that there's a big, uh, they're upgrading the whole facility. They're going to upgrade the stadium. They're going to upgrade the gym. There's this, they're putting a couple million into it. So oh, in a couple of years here, it's going to look really nice for what, for the baseball stadium or all the free, fo- all oh, free. Wow. Yeah. Cause they're all like really close together. They're probably yeah, like yeah. two blocks apart. Um, That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. The baseball field's like right behind the football stadium. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that hopefully that'll drive some ticket sales up. Yeah, maybe for the opposite team. We'll <laughs> right. At least it's gonna be more comfortable for the opposite teams that travel to Nash Vegas. Um, so yeah, so Kentucky went to Vanderbilt, took care of business there, 34-17, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the late game, the night game, um Arkansas LSU. Um Banger. Why, yeah, yeah, it was a great game. It was just a d- defensive battle. So I'm going to say this about LSU. I thought it was, you know, kind of fluky how good their defense played against Alabama. The game I went down there for, I'm like, man, Alabama's offense looks like shit. And LSU's defense looks like mm-hmm. kind of an old school LSU defense. Well, they kind of brought the same smoke this past week at home. Granted, it's Death Valley. It's a, that's a tough place to play for anybody. Um, kudos to Arkansas to just kind of grinding it out. They end up winning it overtime, kicking a late field goal. But um, a, a much more defensive battle than I thought it would be. I thought 
LSU would struggle with Arkansas's offense a little bit more, and they didn't. And I also thought that LSU would be able to score on Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of proved that LSU's a little bit lost with on on offense. Uh, we knew that was going to happen. You got Max Johnson. You've got guys banged up. You've got guys not playing. Um, you've got one really good receiver. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's more than one good receiver at LSU. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but the Butte is the guy, and then you've got Beck and a few other guys. And um, so, anyways, long story short, lower scoring game than than we anticipated there, but a a good battle. And uh, Arkansas escaped with a W there and bumped themselves up in the rankings. The game final game to recap was. 11 a.m. game that we purposely skipped over here because, wow, wow. what a talking point, Auburn. Yeah. Uh, Auburn's up 25 points and uh, or has a 25-point lead. They go Come up yeah. – I think they're up 28-10 to 10 at – it was 28-3 and Mississippi State scored late to make it 28-10 to 10 in the first half, and it, it was all Auburn, all first half. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, Mississippi State scores – I think it was – uh, I can't remember thirty six or thirty thirty six or forty unanswered points. I mean, Auburn ends up. 40, let's see here. The, yeah, yeah thirty three and 30, yeah, 30, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, forty at one point. I, I mean, it was. I know Auburn scored late to get to uh, thirty four and had to tried to go for two and missed that. And then Bo Nix went out. He's out for the year. I mean, there's a ton that happened here. First of all, um. There's a record that they popped up on ESPN that Auburn was 64 or 65 and 0 when leading by 21 points or more at halftime. So that record got broken there. That or that, you know, kind of shattered um, expectation there. But I don't know what to think about it. I, I've heard, uh, you know, Auburn guys uh, on the radio, and I've heard from Auburn faithful, and it's like kind of Auburn's. MO this year has been leading up until the last two weeks has been kind of not giving up and winning games in the second half. And so they, I don't know what, if they got too big of a lead or, or, you know, what, what happens there is, you know, a a number of things. It's just a fall apart, but Mississippi state, you got to give credit where credit's due. Mm -hmm. Um, Will Rogers, let's see his numbers. I mean, this, it just amazes me every week. How many times they throw the football. Will Rogers, 44 of 55, 415 yards passing and six passing touchdowns. Wow. And Auburn was leading at the at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Like they were winning. Oh yeah, there was a ton yeah. of po- there was a ton like there was a big enough gap that it was tough for Mississippi State to even get back into that game, much less mm-hmm. end up winning it by 9 points. So yeah, I mean Auburn and Bo Nix, if you look at Bo Nix on paper, Bo Nix had a great first half. Um Bo Nix ended up going 27 or 41. 377 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that's a great game, but they made some mistakes. They, and they, they like, you know, they're that second half. I don't know if it's play calling or execution at that point, but you've got to find ways to continue to extend drives. Even if, you know, Mississippi state's going to be bringing all the noise they can bring, obviously being down so much and trying to get back into a ball game, but you've got to at least eat clock and try to end up with some kind of points. Um, and they weren't doing that. There was three and out. They're having to punt. They're made, made some mistakes. There's a couple of turnovers. Um, and then they gave Will Rogers and the Mississippi state and Mike Leach at Mississippi state offense opportunities you know, over and over again in the ball game to drive the field, and they did. I mean, some of them were eighty plus yard drives. Some of them they got great field position, and it was thirty, you know, getting thirty five yards and three plays. But um, 
kind of disappointing for Auburn fans to see that. Also, you know, you never you hate losing the game, but you hate losing your leader and your quarterback, Bo Nix. I think, you know, broke a bone in his ankle, had surgery this past week, and is out for the remainder of the season. Um, so, tough. yeah, tough. so it'll be it'll be TJ Finley this week. They go to uh, South Carolina, and then it, it'll be him the remainder of the year for the Iron Bowl, and then um, if they make a bowl game, whatever bowl game they go to. So, uh, hate it for hate it for Bo Nix, but it's one of the, it's 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 one of those injuries, and he's one of those guys I think we'll see come back, and you know he, he'll still be a leader on that team. Everybody looks up to him. They challenged him uh, a few weeks ago to be a, more of a vocal leader, and he. he answered the call and so hate to see him hurt but you know auburn as far as that loss goes it's kind of like they beat themselves you know and so uh they that was their game to lose and and they did it and mississippi state uh just kind of brought the heat brought the smoke in the second half and then i don't know if you saw it i sent you the video i don't (laughs) don't know if our listeners saw it we had another golden mike leach interview you know it was around (laughs) halloween time we got the candy corn interview we talked about (laughs) and then we went back and saw you know some of his old interviews we'll add this one to the mike leach archives he (laughs) he goes into the visit the away locker room after they beat auburn and all the players are dancing music's rocking and if you haven't seen the video please google it it is it is gold oh we're gonna play it we're gonna play it in a second here (laughs) okay good uh no i mean like watch the video of him trying to dance so (laughs) (laughs) so he starts dancing but yeah we'll, we'll play the clip I would not count on a lot of dancing, and to be honest, I hate dancing. Uh, a bunch of the, a bunch of our players love to dance, and the music's going and all that. And then they try to get me to do it, and uh, I was afraid they might dump something over my head if I didn't. Uh, you know, like water, and worst of all, Gatorade. So I figured, you know, I better comply, which I did. You know, threw my arms up in the air a little bit just to let him know that I was really giving it a good try. So I try. I started out just trying to walk in place, and that was clearly not satisfactory with. That wasn't the satisfactory with my captors. So then I tried to bring the knees a little higher, and then I got the hands up to try to finish the deal off and. Uh, and I do think I outdid Elaine on Seinfeld. You know, as, as soon as I thought I was safe to stop, I did. So, uh, so break break that down for us. Like, uh, what what do you see here in this play call? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Mike Leach in this video. I mean, my God, it's like he's not, he's got no rhythm. I'll tell you that much. You know, we talk about him being a cowboy and. Uh, he, not watching film and all this shit. He obviously <laughs> doesn't, you know, he's not one of those guys that's going to light a party on fire by dancing at it because he comes in looking like he's, he's got wood planks for legs. <laughs> <laughs> so he came in in true pirate form as we refer to him. He's a pirate <laughs> with peg legs, not much flexibility and no rhythm at all, but you can see the guys. What was great is, you know, the guys that in that video, the guys, or like on the team that are like, this is awesome. It's like they, you can see their realization of how much of a national treasure Mike Leach is too. And they're playing for him. You know, they're like, Oh my God, we got coach dancing. He can't dance. This is hysterical. (laughs) You know, everybody was loving it, but um, overall love Mike Leach and, you know, never change Mike Leach and uh, a a huge comeback (laughs) win for Mississippi state uh, at Auburn, a tough place to play. (laughs) 
So we've got a pretty much a cupcake week here um, for a lot of teams. But like I said, it's one of those, you know, Alabama last week had their cupcake game against New Mexico State, and there's three or four injuries in the first half. And it's like, mm. we, as we Zach and I talked about a few weeks ago, you know, would you rather have the cupcake game at the beginning of the season or end of the season? And that's why I said beginning of the season. You know, you want to get – use those games to knock rust off at this point in the season, New Mexico state's coming to Tuscaloosa. Um, yes. Crazier things have happened in the world of sports. Yes. There's always a chance for somebody to win, but in those games late in the season, this point in the season, majority of your team, I would say if Zach was here, he would agree with this. I would say maybe 70% or more of your team has some kind of ailment, has some kind of nicked up injury, <laughs> uh, whether it's a tweak, you know, whether it's a sprain from week two that's just now gotten better, but a sprain's never completely healed when you're playing on it every week or, you know, a broken finger, whatever it might be. It can be something small, it can be something large, it can be turf toe. I mean, but it's something that's kind of nagging. And at this point in the season, you're playing through – you know, you're, you're playing hurt, you know, and so there's mm-hmm. a di- we've always said there's a difference between playing hurt and playing injured. At this point in the season, at any level of football, really, it, it competitively, um, you're going to be playing hurt. You've got to. And so what's scary is when you're playing hurt against a team like New Mexico State or against a Charleston Southern or Georgia, you know, against a team like that, you're already playing banged up and you're going to win the game, but you're in there for, you know, the first few series as a stud, as a first stringer, and you get hurt, you know, we got – Guys in Alabama, JoJo Earl and uh, Toto and, uh, you know, a couple other guys go down with, like, knee injuries and you waiting to hear if they're going to be week to week or out for the season. You just hate that in these cupcake games because a lot of times that stems from not – it's the player not playing that play 100%. Sometimes it's just a freak accident and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's football. You can get injured. doesn't matter how how big or how great the opponent is. It's a contact sport and get injured. So – with that said, we've got Charleston Southern going to Georgia. Um, obviously, that's an 11 a.m. game. Obviously, Georgia will handle business there. Um, but you just hope the same thing for Georgia. If you're a Georgia fan, you're like, okay, let's not get Stetson Bennett hurt. Let's not get Zamir White hurt. Let's not get Cook hurt. Let's not get McConkie hurt. You know, let, let, let's get, get those guys in. Let them stay fresh. Get their reps. Get them a series or two. Get that lead, get that two or three score lead that you get know you out. can coast with, and get them out. Yeah, and yeah. get some. You, know, you got Kirby's got just a barn full of five stars. You know, and it's like give some of these younger guys some exposure. They will um, let them go out and have some ownership and win a ball game and, and keep your guys healthy because you're you're in the SEC championship now. You literally control your own destiny to a national championship if you're Georgia right now. Um, Texas A and M, they've kind of done this. Well, hold, well, hold on, hold on a second. Are you, are you picking Georgia? Georgia, for this pick-up? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry Zach, Zach has uh, Zach said Charleston, right? Didn't, didn't he text you that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zach <laughs> took Charleston Southern over Georgia. <laughs> oh man, what a talk about a shoe in for a swirly that guy's old Zachary. <laughs> you know what I found out last week was that Zach never goes back and listens to any of our episodes, <laughs> so we could literally just sit here and put them on blast, and like, we we just talk shit <laughs> about them, make up rumors, you know, um, and he would never know. He'll never know what we say He'll on never here. Know. <laughs> he swallowed him already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you got you got George, obviously. Carter. Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, similar game here, another cupcake. Um, I will say this about this cupcake. I know they don't play anybody, but you got Prairie View uh, 
going to Texas A&M and Prairie View is, uh, I think they're SWAC conference, but they're seven and two. Like they're going to win their conference. It looks like, um, not going to matter. Yeah. I mean, Texas A&M is going to, going to crush them, but, um, I just got the bigger guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we always say it's the Jimmy's and Joe's and the, not the X's and O's. So, um, a&M, you know, obviously it's just another one of those seasons for A&M. Uh, it's like Jimbo is going to – Jimbo's turning into a Les Miles, a Gus Malzahn, where he's going to go 9-3, and 10-2, and two, year in, year out, finish in the top 10 but not get the job done, you know, or in the top 15 it might be this year. But um, he did come out. Jimbo's been targeted for this, for this LSU job, which we're going to be talking more mm. about in the next weeks to come on as they're kind of trying to hone in on that search. Jimbo shot down any allegations that he, he will be leaving for LSU. Um, and I don't blame him there. He, he finalized that in a presser this week and, and kind of got mad about it. And so who knows? Oh, you, we've seen coaches do that before in the past and then go leave overnight. But I, I don't think you're going to find a, a sweeter deal monetarily um or culturally than texas a&m with texas money and they love jimbo and he's on the right track they've just got to get rid of these you know two two or three losses that they uh they seemingly can't can't dodge but they're still like the only team that's beat alabama this year right correct alabama's only loss was at a&m and so and they beat auburn i mean they've had some big games but they've just like you know they've dropped some that they shouldn't like the arkansas game earlier in the year and you know that was a game that a&m was favored supposed to win and they didn't show up didn't play well and so it's like little games like that that are going to get jimbo over the hump and and get them into the playoffs and give a&m a shot at a title run um, but it's the SEC, man. It's a tough place to win your division, and especially in the West right now, it's a tough place to win the conference. And that's what it takes to do to, to get to the playoffs. Is you've got to either win the conference or be undefeated until you play in it in the conference fi- in the championship game. And so, A and M's on the way though. Uh, next cupcake game: Tennessee State at Miss. Oh, first of all, mm-hmm. you took A and M there. I'm just assuming you took Texas A and M as well. And, Hey, what? What? Yeah, I'm gonna take it. It takes us an AM for sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put Zach down for uh, Prairie, Prairie View. View. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. Got it. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee State at Mississippi State. Taking Mississippi State again. Not much to say here. Hope nobody gets hurt. Hope they have a good time. It's an early game. Should be done by one. You know. <laughs> still get to day parties in time if you're will rogers whatever you got to do Handle yeah, i don't biz- think they'll be dancing this time no no <laughs> mike leach he, he might still be sore from the all that movement <laughs> <laughs> he's been he's been in for treatments this week um so yeah i got the bulldogs got mississippi state beating tennessee state yeah i mean i gotta go with mississippi state here too despite the fact that tsu is literally 10 minutes from my house yeah but wow uh, yeah but man tsu's band is gonna kick the crap out of mississippi state's band they're so good little drumline action Uh uh-huh yeah um so new mexico state i don't know what i don't know who was in charge of scheduling for them but my god um they put new mexico state who played at alabama last week goes to kentucky this week one and nine new mexico state good for them school's making money players are making cool memories getting to play at awesome big sec stadiums um but they're just going to get you know handed uh, you kentucky's a 36 point favorite alabama was like a 51 point favorite so taking kentucky mark stoops and kentucky there to beat new mexico state 
Yeah, I got Kentucky. But I got a question for you. So yeah. Um. So say you're a player at New Mexico State. Are you taking a bus to get to Alabama and back, and then doing the same thing for Kentucky the next week, or is it no, a plane? No, they'll they'll fly. they'll fly. I mean, yeah. So usually how it works too is that so these are contracts, these scheduling contracts, to where Alabama pays the university, pays New Mexico State. 250 grand whatever it might be they have it in place to for them to come and play and so um it's great for the schools because they get the smaller schools they get a they get money that they can allocate different ways into the athletic program into just the school the university itself college itself um but usually the university the home team um will that part of that deal will cover that travel Mm-hmm. um or, or or they allocate the funds for you know it's like mm-hmm. th- these teams are flying and so even even in new mexico state's conference they're they're flying to games that are longer than i mean i think that it's uh you know probably safe to say that anything that's over uh, for these smaller schools like new mexico state anything that's more than like a 30 or 45 minute hour maybe bus ride they're still gonna fly you know mm. it's d1 football you gotta you've got you've got the budget to fly your guys so yeah they, they'll be on a chartered flight private chartered flight and then you know fly in and if there's not like sometimes teams like lsu when they come to play bama they they fly instead of flying into tuscaloosa because mm. there's a small airport and staying there with distractions in a small college town they fly to birmingham the day before the game they spend the night in the birmingham in Birmingham in a hotel and then they bus from Birmingham a 50 minute to an hour drive um, from Birmingham to the actual stadium and then back out of there. And so depending on where the, you know, where the city that the, or the town that the college is in, they may fly fly into a, a, mm-hmm. a nearby bigger airport and then bus from there. But yeah, mm-hmm. good question. That would be a freaking haul from New Mexico, Dude, be, New Mexico yeah. to Kentucky. <laughs> Maybe just get, get off the bus, get right back on P <laughs> yeah. <pee> break. All <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Buckle up. Head it up. <laughs> game of the week here. Uh, 2.30 CBS game. Number 21, Arkansas at number two, Alabama. Um, this is kind of, you know, if Alabama wins this, they clinch the SEC West. They're in the SEC championship where they will then have to presumably have to beat Georgia and win the SEC to uh, remain in the top four unless crazier things happen, which they could, like I said, with number four, Ohio State playing Michigan State this weekend and some other games that could could matter there in those college football playoff rankings um, to get to the get to the playoffs. But um, this game, this game will be interesting. Um, I'm taking Alabama, not only because I'm a fan, but I just think that Alabama, um, you know, gets it done offensively this game i i look to see alabama to not have as many mistakes as they did in the lsu game i'm not even going to compare last week's game because it was a cupcake but they did better not dropping passes last week uh for the most part um and little mistakes like i said going into these cupcake games you want to not get anybody hurt mm-hmm. you want to minimize your penalties and your mental errors because when you get to a game like this you can't afford to make those so i look mm-hmm. to see uh, uh, looking to see Alabama be sharp, play sharp, mentally sound, and uh, execute on offense a little bit more efficiently than they have the past few weeks. Um, and then Arkansas, the same thing. I think just like the Arkansas-LSU game last week was low scoring, I think Arkansas is able to score points on Alabama. Alabama's got to stop the run. 
That's what they're going to have to do against Auburn now that TJ Finley's the guy uh, Thanksgiving week. And that's what they're going to have to do against Georgia. Georgia's got a stable full of running backs. So I see this as a good opportunity and a challenge for Alabama's defense to step up and be showstoppers uh, on their running offense. Um, KJ Jefferson, you got to watch out for. Um, you know, the thing is, is you got to contain. You got to contain Arkansas on offense to make them play. You know, make make them have to run the football, stop the run, and then make them have to make these long third down completions, these these conversions. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if Alabama can do that, they can end up forcing some turnovers, and, and they should be able uh, to handle the game. Alabama's favored twenty and a half points here. I I think that's too many points. Um, in this good of a matchup. I think these teams match up pretty well. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm going to take Alabama to win, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if Arkansas makes it closer than three touchdowns by the end of it. Yeah, man, this one's tough. Like I, like I said last week, bacon is a little more expensive these days. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bama's to the... I mean, it's so hard to beat Bama. It doesn't matter if they're second or fifth. I mean... Yeah, in Tuscaloosa uh, is a tough t- place. Oof. too. yeah. So I'll pick Bama too for this one, uh, and I'll be very surprised if Arkansas wins. And if Arkansas does win, the most thing I'm excited about is your two minute rundown next week. <laughs> My critiquing. Um, okay, yeah, I'm sure Zach probably took Arkansas there. If you want to write him down, yeah, I think let's he, just he wait. Think he let's, said that. let's just wait and see who wins these games, and then just oh. write Zach down for the loser on each of them, and just be like, "Yeah, sorry, man, <laughs> we had to make your picks for you." We made them after the games. Right. <laughs> sort of rules. <laughs> uh, you should have been there. Um, next up, Florida at Missouri. Uh, I don't know what to think about. Either one of these teams is a game I won't watch. Um, but oh, man. I, I, I'm going to take Florida to win the game. But I'm just, you know, after last week, Florida, congrats, Florida. You scored 70 points on an FCS school, but at the same time, you gave up 52 by an FCS school. So I'm just lost with the whole Florida thing. I'm interested to see what happens um, with the end of this season and in the offseason, any changes that are made, what Dan Mullen does recruiting-wise. He's kind of put himself in a little bit of a pen here. He's backed himself into a corner. So um, especially with the years, you know, with we got the realignment of the conference coming up. I don't know. It's just interesting. Uh Florida's Florida's in a, in a situation that I didn't foresee them being in, but taking Florida to win the game at Missouri wouldn't be that shocked really if Missouri upset them at home. Yeah, I'll take the upset. I'm going to go with Missouri. I like to win. that. Uh, it's at Mizzou, uh, and yeah, they're tired. I mean, 120 points is a lot. That's <laughs> yeah, a lot of football. They're tired. Yeah, <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might they might fly over, but uh, I think Mizzou gets the win. I like that. Yeah, and it's also an opportunity for a Missouri team. You know, Missouri's been good in the East a couple of years. They've gone to the SC Championship a couple of times, but usually Florida handles Missouri. And so it's a good opportunity for Missouri to, you know, get a little revenge and say we beat Florida this year and um, do it at home for the home team with the crowd. So I like that pick, honestly, but I'm going to stick with Florida. Um, uh, next did- up. What'd you say? Who did Zach choose? Did he? Uh... Oh, oh, we're gonna wait and see who loses. Oh, and that's yeah, who he picked. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um. <laughs> uh... uh, so, uh, next up, we got Auburn going to Columbia, South Carolina. Um, as we mentioned 
Auburn hurting, man, coming off a bad loss and, and losing their leader and their starting quarterback, mm. Bo Nix, for the year. And they also lost their kicker, Anders Carlson. Um, I'm not sure. I didn't see what happened with some kind of foot injury late in the game there. So he is out. Um, so I don't know if they've got another field goal kicker or they'll just be going for it on fourth down, but South Carolina is equally as banged up. They've got a third string quarterback playing. Uh, that was a D two transfer up. And so, um, they'll be rowdy. I know that, uh, South Carolina fans will be excited for an opportunity to beat a West team and uh, beat an Auburn team, you know? And so, um, Auburn on the road there. I'm I'm gonna take it'll be to me it's interesting because T.J. Finley it, it, he's a different style quarterback than Bo Nix is he's not as mobile um, he he can air the ball out but his accuracy you know is hit or miss no pun intended and uh, <laughs> so um, it, it, to me it depends on what kind of Auburn which which Auburn team we've talked about this all year mm-hmm. the roller coaster of a season they have which Auburn team shows up um, on defense in the first half of the game last week. Auburn looked like world beaters, you know, but then they were getting run through, you know, like shit through a tin horn in the second half. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, what, which, which side's going to show up? Uh, but I expect to see Auburn, you know, it, well, I, I'm not going to say expect. I think Auburn either shows up pissed off and trying to finish the season. They're looking to win here on the road and then they're looking to spoil um the iron bowl beat alabama that's that's mm-hmm. that's what their season comes down to now is to win the iron bowl that's the only win you can get from this year um auburn's favored seven and a half points i'm going to take auburn to win this game at south carolina but i will not be surprised if auburn does the opposite and shows up deflated and only looking forward to the iron bowl not focusing at on the task at hand with south carolina south carolina getting rowdy and putting up some points on them early and and uh upsetting auburn at home just to make the party a little more fun. So I'm taking Auburn. Who you got, Carter? Uh, You know, I'm kind of in the same boat. It's kind of, it's hard to choose with Bo Nix out. Uh, Hard to root for Auburn because because of the situation. Um, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think they're going to, they're going to try to, you know, try not to air it out as much. Third down, they might do a draw play here and there. Yeah. and then, I mean, if South Carolina just buckles down on defense, they get one or two turnovers. They can, they can win this game, you know. So I think, um, I think South Carolina is going to upset. I'm going to call that. I like it. Yeah. And you, have you been doing your studying? My God, you came out. It sounded like you came out of uh, Hartford, Connecticut, ESPN headquarters. <laughs> there, calling up a draw on third down with TJ Finley. <laughs> That's probably going to happen. That's, That's a probably going to happen. Yeah. Let's go. And you've yeah. always and you've also got your handy dandy charts that we refer to. Handy as, dandy, yeah. yeah, yeah. The charts. Yeah. This one it, says it all makes third sense. Down. The signs and the charts. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're. I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to re- Auburn's going to rely heavily on Tank Bigsby in the running game um, early on. Hope T.J. Finley can convert on third down and, and complete some long passes. Maybe make some big plays. And I expect to see him run the ball downhill. QB draws on third and mid mid range third and six third and seven them trying to you know play action or rpo with him he's a big bodied guy so yeah. uh i think that's a great takeaway and a good point so i'm, I'm taking auburn you're taking south carolina and we'll see who zach takes once somebody loses <laughs> 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 um next up and we'll, we'll wrap this up because we're down to three games vanderbilt at old miss uh old miss is favored 36 and a half points rightfully so uh kind of a sleeper game uh taking old miss there expect them to handle business 
Yeah, that's unfortunate, but uh, I think yeah, right. sorry. I can't, sorry. I can't slip anymore into the swirly bowl, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Zach took Vanderbilt. Okay, cool. Bring it down. South Alabama goes to Tennessee. Tennessee's favored 28 points. Both no teams are kidding. five and five, respectively. Um, the USA Jaguars out of Mobile, out of Mobile, your hometown. That's right. That's right. I used to live right across the street from them. Really? Yeah. Epic. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a showdown there. We'll see. Um, Tennessee, like I said, four touchdown favorite. I expect them to handle business. But another one of those games where good for Tennessee to just get out there and use some weapons, do some recruiting on the field pretty much, throw the ball mm-hmm. out, score as many freaking points as possible, um, You know, let Hooker and Milton get some reps, just have a field day and try not to – Try not to come out flat after losing to Georgia. Try not to come out flat and lose to a South Alabama team. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that can put a staple in your season in a bad way. So uh, Tennessee, even though the record doesn't show it, they've got a lot to look forward to. I've been impressed with Heupel, um this season, and uh, I think he's going to tear up the transfer portal this mm-hmm. offseason mm-hmm. and, and also do a good job recruiting organically uh, high, at the high school level. And I look, I look to see Tennessee to you know creep back into the East in the next few years and. You know, kind of, kind of yeah. revert back to that 90s dominance. Yeah. I mean, it's been 10 years since we've had a, a good Tennessee team. I think they finally found their coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's been like a damn national treasure hunt. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like. <laughs> well, they should. I mean, they should have called Mike Leach. Yeah. <laughs> that's the guy. Oh, man. And then last but not least, 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. in Death Valley. Two weeks in a row, LSU fans get to stay at home. UL Monroe coming mm-hmm. from Monroe, Louisiana to Baton Rouge. Uh, both teams four and six. LSU's favored 29 points. Taking the home team, uh, taking LSU in Baton Rouge against an in-state, another in-state school. But another cool game, um, if you're going to have a cup, quote-unquote cupcake, ULM, cool game for them. A lot of these guys probably wanted to go to LSU, grew up huge LSU fans, the in-state guys at least. And, uh, you know, they're the next level down talent-wise, didn't have an opportunity or a scholarship offer to play at LSU. So those, are, those games are always cool because you've got guys that are going to know each other that went to high school together or played against each other in high school or mm-hmm. went through recruiting ranks together together um so it's, it's kind of familiar faces an, an in-state matchup and uh cool for the ulm team to go to death valley at 8 p.m on a saturday night there's there's not many places like it not many cultures like it so i'm taking lsu i know for a fact we can't take that one from zach i know for a fact he'll take lsu because <laughs> he's taking lsu every week every so, week so yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll give him that one but he, he loses the rest all right that sounds good <laughs> so uh so what's your favorite Cajun food? You've been down there. What's what do you? What's oh good man, there? look at me. There's not many. There's not much food I don't. <laughs> I don't love. But I'm gonna tell you right now. I mean, it's hard to beat a po' boy. And there's certain places. So mm. like, I, I didn't realize until I lived down there. Um, you know, kind of how much emphasis. Like, yeah, I've seen a po' boy at restaurants in North Alabama or in you mm-hmm. know even further further north than that. It's like, yeah, po' boy is just it's just the bread that makes it so good. But no, there's certain places that do it a certain way you know, that, that kind of make Cajun food and mm. the Cajun food is, is a lot like soul food. It's spicier soul food. It's made with a, yeah. a, a lot, yeah. a lot of, you know, TLC tender, love and care. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, no. And, and then the, the great thing about LSU, I had a friend go down for a game for the Florida game this year who I work with and, uh, She's a Florida fan and she's like, I've never been, you know, where do I need to go? I'm kind of telling her the tailgating thing. And she was like, 
I've heard, you know, I think LSU fans are crazy. Do I need to be nervous? I'm like, no, it is the greatest <laughs> place. I mean, yeah, you, there's fans everywhere. They're going to heckle you, but it's the greatest place to go and be an away team fan. Hmm. Um, if you've never been before, you know, and as long as you're coming in pretty much peace signs up, I'm innocent. We come in peace. You're not, you're not out trolling them and looking, barking up the wrong tree. That, that, it's the best tailgate experience out there because everybody sets up a day early and they're cooking They're They got gumbo, you know, they've got pots on the boilers. There's gumbo. Everybody's got oh, boudin balls and they've got their best uh, homemade traditionally passed down family recipes for tailgating. And the last thing they want, they eat the shit all the time. Last thing they want is to hog it all. They want you in there. They're like, Come try this crazy beer. Come try this food. Come eat our gumbo. How spicy is this? Try this pepper. Chug that beer, you know, chase it with <laughs> no, a shot of whiskey. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're like, they're going to make sure you have a good time. And you remember, you know, the time you went to Baton Rouge and tailgated for the Florida LSU game or whatever it is. So yeah. um, we'll have to make it down sometime. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a fun place. And if you haven't been, uh, it's definitely a bucket list experience, whether your team's in it or you're a fan of a team or not. Uh, Baton Rouge for an LSU football game on a Saturday night in Death Valley. Uh, there, there's not many things like it. So I, I highly, uh, highly recommend 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> Good show, Alex. Thanks for being here, man. And we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Give us a share and a like and leave a comment, whether it's good or bad. Hopefully it's good. But uh, look forward to uh, the games this weekend, and, and we'll be back live with Zach next week. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.